Episode 1, The Power of Love and Reading Romance. Hello, loves. Welcome to Romancing the Story, a podcast centered around reading and writing romance. My name is Sarah Gomez. I'm your host, budding romance author, and general love enthusiast. Stop me if you've heard this one. 2020 has been something and highlighted one thing in particular for me. Before the world stopped, we'd become an increasingly isolated culture. Even pre-social distancing, a good chunk of shopping happened online, food delivered to our residents through an app, and we even kept headphones on to avoid talking to others. We could go a whole day without talking to a single person. We may have even preferred it that way. Okay, what does this have to do with romance? Simply put, connection. People are desperately trying to connect with each other because humans are relational creatures. The quality of relationships we build and foster matter in how we define ourselves and the lives we live. We form bonds with others, either lasting or temporary, as a sense of belonging, and security. Relational bonds take on even more precedence in the face of hardships and extreme circumstance. Hey, romance genre, how you doing? Many authors attest that if you want to be a better writer, you should read more. I want to be a better writer, so I should read more, right? But for me, it feels harder than ever to pick up a book and finish it. I desperately want to escape the horrors of the world, but find myself in a deep, unfulfilled rut where I'd rather hide away. Random segue. That's when I came across Great Depression Cooking on YouTube. Clara, a grandmother in her 90s who lived through the Great Depression, talked about how her and her siblings would listen to her aunt read romance books for entertainment. It was a piece of normal in the worst of times, and they were able to find joy in it. It really struck a chord with me. I should be reading more romance, especially in trying times. Relationships and connection are the defining qualities in the romance genre. We hold an inherent need to create deep bonds with others, and those bonds range from loyalty, experience, common interests, or more specifically, love. Romance means a lot to me personally, and I found we should try to read romance in the face of difficulties for three main reasons. One, it's the literature of hope and optimism. Living in a world where sensationalism can highlight the worst of humanity, we are starving for hope and any type of abstract comfort. Goodness in the world feels bankrupt, and honestly, every day seems worse than the next. In dire times, people retreat into the safe space of escapism. Between the pages of the romance book, readers build an emotional connection with a protagonist and their love interest. The audience shares in the triumphs and complications of the protagonist's journey with the same message in every book, 
love ultimately wins. Every primary relationship in a romance novel, contrived or otherwise, starts off as fragile only to blossom into a story worth fighting for. Romance continuously leans into its strength of perseverance and hope. Life's disappointments and failures are forgotten. The troubles of the world melt away for a short period to allow a reprieve. That's what I enjoy most about reading romance. It's that whisper of connection, the fragile budding love story between two characters that carry them through the various agonies and challenges the author creates. While other genres may agree with the notion, any romance book's worth its salt holds true that love is, at its core, optimistic. It's a strength, not a weakness. When I, as a reader, can build an emotional connection with a great character, I forget my own life's disappointments or failed relationships. I can root for the heroine and read with bated breath to find out how the hero will be redeemed, or vice versa. We want characters to have a love story that will stand the test of time and have a happily ever after. Because in the end, isn't that what we all really want? To be loved? To be cherished? To be desired? Bonus points if the hero kills spiders, because gross. 2. A new point of view. The female gaze. Allow me to clarify real quick. Romance is an equal opportunity readership. People from all walks of life are welcome. So don't feel intimidated by the idea of a female gaze. Quarantine confession. I've been binging a lot of Netflix and Amazon Prime lately and noticed several movies and TV shows where writers use women as a plot device or romantic buffer of some kind. In those instances, women are conduits to a male protagonist and have little to no identity outside of the main character. Majority of popularized media presents struggles and resolutions in a predominantly masculine way. Let's take Game of Thrones, for example. Consider the contrast between Arya and Sansa Stark. They are sisters with at least one similar motivation. Ruin the people that destroyed their family. Arya takes a masculine approach of satisfying her motivation with physical violence. She spends several years training for a one-on-one -on -one tangible confrontation with her tormentors and seeks the most direct path to her endgame. Sansa, on the other hand, uses feminine tactics of words or lack thereof to play the long game. She tends to be more strategic by creating a sense of false complacency or spreading rumors to build a division among enemies. Comparable motives, very different executions. There's not nearly enough popularized fiction written from a woman's perspective, and romance provides the ultimate female gaze. Like fiction, Romance provides the opportunity to live another life through different eyes and experience new worlds. Fall in love all over again with idealized fictional characters. By far one of the most honest snapshots into the female mind, love stories satisfy the desire of being wanted 
and show how women wish to be seen on their terms, how troubles are resolved in a world of their own creation. And we all know good romance has an equal partnership between the main characters, even if the hero is a crown prince billionaire who has been exiled from his own country, the heroine wields enough willpower in her own right to go toe-to-toe with him. Power dynamics are shared in romance novels. One party isn't contingent on the authority of the other half unless consent is given. 3. Deconstructing convention to reimagine the probable. It's a mouthful for sure, but stay with me. (laughs) Romance has range, and I mean lots of it. There are so many vast types of narratives that it allows us, as readers, to engage in collective action and introspection. Popular romance fiction offers rich possibilities for thinking about pop culture and critical discernment of patterns, tropes, and ideologies. One of my favorite examples of this is Abigail Barnett's The Boss. It was written in response to E.L. James' divisive Fifty Shades of Grey novel as a way to deconstruct the risky relationship dynamic presented in the book. Instead, The Boss takes on the task of building a May-December BDSM relationship that is both healthy and informative. Speaking of Fifty Shades, divisive or not, it started a lot of conversations inside and outside the book community. Good or bad, it provided a vehicle to engage in romance fiction in a way many readers had not done previously, online and offline. Reading romance encourages discourse for the interpretive possibilities of how we experience the text. We take active part in shaping how conventions are understood, what ideas mean beyond their narrative function, and how they circulate. And many romance books live beyond their shelf lives through fans that maintain community connections and discussions with other readers and share examples of how those romance books have influenced them to reflect and transform their personal lives. Fangirls unite! Romance influences readers daily by asking us to leave our worries at the door and reconstruct ideas to present new possibilities. After all, HEA is only a page away. How about it, loves? Why do you love romance? What is your favorite thing about the romance community? Tell me more. I'd love to connect with you, and here's how. Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Romance the Story. Book recommendation for this episode, The Boss by Abigail Barnett. References for this episode can be found in the show notes. <laughs>